Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. I can't expect everybody to speak my language, and so like, let me learn those languages. And then kind of like out of that came the goal um, more or less out of the fun. I didn't tell anybody about that for a long time, but really to be able to speak the world's most important languages because English only gets you so far. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkes-Sporto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilio, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. At 25 years old, today's guest heads Ajala Digital, a global boutique marketing agency focused on Google and Facebook advertising for businesses. Her company is a full Google partner with all certifications and takes care of clients from Hawaii to Australia. Her travels to 70 countries have given her a better understanding of people from around the world, which helps her create individual strategies for each client, no matter where they're based. In 2017, she was honored as one of Forbes 30 under 30 list makers for Austria, Germany, and Switzerland. Featured on media outlets such as ABC News, Yahoo, Mashable, MSN, the Washington Times and more, and now on the Entrepreneurial You podcast, I am super happy to welcome Pamela Wagner to the Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you so much. I'm super honored to be in your podcast. Awesome, and I'm excited to speak with you. Now, we met when you were in Jamaica a while, a while ago, and I'm sure you picked up some Jamaican slangs. You want to tell us one that you picked up? <laughs> Wagwan. Ah! <laughs> oh, you you chicken out on me. That's so easy. Like, so easy. But that's okay. That works. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. I'm still practicing. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> All right. Okay. I can give you some pato lessons, right? You know, I have pato apparel. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. So you're quite an accomplished young lady. You're just 25 years old, right? But before we delve into your area of expertise, we're going to touch a little on your growing up in Austria and some of your achievements. What was growing up like for you, Pamela? Um, I would say I had a pretty, what one would call like average childhood. Uh, my parents both worked in normal jobs and not like had, had a, a company or, or, you know, had like accrued a lot of financial wealth. Um, I... What was a bit different was that pretty early onwards when I was about to enter school, I was already able to read and, and, and calculate and write also a bit. So I was a bit in, I was a bit ahead of other kids. And so my school in the end shortened to be only like 10 years instead of the normal 12 or 13 years in Austria. Um, and that, that came with its very own challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Such as... <laughs> Oh, I mean, you know, like if you're for 10 years, like the youngest kid in school, like in class, and you always enjoy going to school while the others don't. And 
I always loved learning, so I was, like, the nerd in the class, and so I was bullied a lot. Like, I didn't really have friends until until I got into university, and so I had a lot of time on my own, which, um, in hindsight, was very good. I got to work a lot on myself, um, and that also actually led me to, to really being very careful about selecting my friends, because I didn't just get automatically into having friends but later on like I got to choose my friends and I think that's that's a very important part that a lot of people in in nowadays life just miss they're like oh these are the people I have around me and 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 they kind of tolerate too much without really choosing what they want in their life well well that's an important lesson and I mean where some persons would have you know you you obviously use that lemon to make a lovely glass of refreshing lemonade standing out right you, but as a matter of fact you were not born to fit in so you stood out you recognize that from an early age and so that's an important lesson for for us all to to understand that it's not about fitting in really it's about recognizing your difference and appreciating your difference because we all have areas of differences and we need to appreciate that and importantly too, Pamela, you did mention about choosing your friends and you got to choose your friend. And so we have to be protective of our space. But tell us a little about that, because I know you feel strongly about that, you know, protecting your space and all of that. Mm, so, I mean, I tend to engage with highly accomplished individuals in the sense of like where you would measure accomplishments and like financial success. And they often tend to have a lot of stress with people around them or um, they're, they're coping with behavior of other people that actually they wouldn't need to, but because they feel like they have a responsibility or because they feel like other people wouldn't be able to do it on their own. But in the process of that, they completely forget themselves. Um, they completely lose themselves. They, they give up stuff that they would need to do in order to take care of themselves um, and that alone really is, can be a very destructive behavior. And also it's not really useful for yourself because the thing is you only going to be truly happy when you can be yourself among your friends. And if those uh, so-called friends do not accept who you are, then they're just not the right people to be around with. So the goal is really to surround yourself with people that support you in everything you do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're going to move into you now some of your accomplishments, right? Uh, because I wanted to establish the fact that you, you're very solid in your thought processes and, um, and, and what you hold to and the things that will make you successful. And, you know, I'm a person who loves accents. Let me just say that I love accents, right? And I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'm listening to you, and you don't sound like, you, you know, somebody who grew up in Austria, to be, to be honest. Um, uh, you're, I don't hear that thick accent, right? And, you know, your bio tells me all about the different languages that you speak. Uh, why did you, I mean, why you even bother learning all these things? What, what's the point, Pamela? What, 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 why did you <laughs> learn all these? Yeah, tell us all the languages so, that you speak and, and so on. Why? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, like only we were speaking German so so my parents are Austrian my 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 grandparents are Austrian as long as I can track back my family so um and I always I kind of very early onwards I was always bothered by not being able to understand people and so I was like well I can't I can't expect everybody to speak my language and so like let me learn those languages and then kind of like out of that came the goal um 
more or less out of the fun. I didn't tell anybody about that for a long time. But really to be able to speak the world's most important languages, because English only gets you so far. And um, then that also turned into me actually being able to get to know other cultures better by being able to speak their languages. So, for example, when you speak Chinese, you understand a lot a lot more about why Chinese people are the way they are, why the culture is the way they are, why they run the business the way they do. And that then also leads to just being able to connect people and, and give them a, a more accurate uh, view of the world than is often presented in the TV. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you know, something that you've said and language, once you can speak a language, you understand there's something about a language. And even as you say that, because I'm very passionate about our very own language, which some people don't recognize. And when I speak about our language, I'm talking Jamaican. I'm not talking broken English because a lot of people, um, we're still a classist society here in Jamaica and we see language as uh, when people speak Jamaican, you're not looked on the same way as somebody who speaks English, right? And I tell people all the time that I'm very bilingual because I speak English very well, but may also chat Pata very well, yeah? So- yeah. <laughs> So I'm bilingual and I can, and it gets me, um, you know, code switch as it were. I'm, I'm able to switch. I'm able to, I can go anywhere, you know, in, in, um, Trenchstone, where you name it, wherever. And I speak the people's language and, and, and I find, and you rightfully say that when you're able to speak somebody's language, you understand better and you're able to communicate, not just by on a, on a, on a, on the surface, on a, um, outward level, but you get deep because, the language is truly the representation of a people, you know? And so you, you touch on something that is very dear to my heart. I mean, that's not what the interview is about, but, uh, you know, we're touching on, on that and, and it's important. So some of the languages, tell me, tell us all the languages that you speak. How many languages? Uh, so German, English, Spanish, French, Russian, Mandarin. And then I am in a constant process of learning Arabic and Swahili and, uh, when I was in Nigeria, when I was living there in Niger, um, I also learned the, the what they, they call the broken English, the pigeon English. Um, so it's, it's kind of similar. It gave me a good basis for, for the Jamaican one. Um, <laughs> and it's really interesting because, like, when through this bro- through being able to, first of all, spot Nigerians and then speak to them with broken English, I could start off with that. First of all, it brings a smile to their face. And secondly, it's an automatic connection. And like you, you're able to tell the story and you're able to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Amazing. No wonder you were recognized as a Forbes 30 under 30. Tell us about that recognition. How did that come about and what has that done for you? that question always gets me to laugh a bit um I have to I have to say that it was a goal of mine because so after I worked at Google which was nice and everything but there was like once you get to start your own business there is not so much recognition out there like it's just like oh like you earned this much money or something but um for me it was like this broader recognition important and what that meant to me is that I had achieved a certain level of success and it also would open up to me a network of amazing, bright, young individuals that are all just really also trying to get the most of life and have a really good impact in the world. And so I attended, so 2016 in April, I applied for the 
Forbes 30 and the 30 summit for EMEA, which takes place in, in Israel, so Europe at least, in Africa. Um, and usually that summit is only for people that already made the list, but they have a very small number of people that they would also accept from applications. And so I applied and I got accepted and I went there. It was all amazing. I was like, yes, for the next time, I'm like the next time they have applications out, which is like December or so, I'm going to apply. And then I kept checking, checking, and then suddenly it was December and it was like, oh, the list for next year is out. And I was like, oh, damn it, I've missed it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you got to go again to the summit. So I went again to the summit in 2017, April. Um, I mean, in, in the meanwhile, between it, already amazing collaborations had, had happened. Um, I'd helped a reporter from Forbes uh, write an article on Aiken and his business in Africa and so on. Um, Make collaborations with the people there. And then so the, the summit last year really gave me a completely different experience and another even closer connection with the people. And then one of the editors of Forbes, Austria, Germany, and Switzerland approached me. and was like, hey, let's go for a coffee, like after the, the conference. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and so we went for a coffee. We had a chat. Really amazing young woman, too. And um, it's like just about 45 minutes into the conversation, he was like, oh, and by the way, we're going to take you on the under 30 list. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa like whoa. what? Like in my head, that was in my head and like on the outside, you know, when you're just trying to look cool. Yes, yes. Um, but in my head, I was like dancing up and down. So yeah, that's, that's the story. Like it was, it was, there was quite some work behind it, of course, and investments, but, but it all paid off. Mm, interesting, interesting. So you, you were very intentional from the get go is what I'm getting from this conversation. Yes, yes. Like I visualized my picture in the Forbes magazine. Wow. And talk about the power of uh, visualization because that's one of the things, you know, um, as a matter of fact, before I don't want to let the, the, the cat out of the bag, what are some of the things that you con uh, believe that are, you know, attributable to your success? Um, about, what, soon, oh, it's soon five years ago. Well, let's say four and a half years ago. I got into I got introduced to like meditation and, and all like everything around it also visualization and that completely changed my life and explained a lot of things that I was able to do earlier on in life um but that really gave a name to a methodology and so really what I believe in is on the one hand whatever you want to achieve visualize it and visualize it with positive words so the second thing would be the language you use um, it's incredibly important to say, for example, um, it's easy for me to learn math instead of oh, like, I'm so bad at math because the thing is your brain is going to focus on what you tell it. And if you say, Oh, I'm so bad at math, your brain is going to focus on showing you signs that you're bad at math. And so the easiest way to achieve anything you want to change behavior or, or, um, have impact of some sort is to really take care of your language. Um, and then, also really just just be good to people and just be generally interested in them um this is in general this nobody really wants you bad in the first place um anybody that does you bad usually only does so because of their own personal pain and once you understand that you're able to to converse with people on a completely different level well and yeah and visualization and all those things because yeah you i've been reading upon you you know <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one, yeah, one last question, which you didn't get into on this segment, is how has that um, 
accomplishment of being Forbes under 30 under 30 changed your life in any in any way if any it changed a lot it has funnily enough like about two months after that I had a huge PR um I had huge PR in Austria it was in all the major news outlets I got invited to radio shows just like two weeks ago I was in a in a tv show with like uh the the director of Spartacus, the movie, who's actually Austrian. Um, I like. I mean, of, of course, business opportunities keep coming along. I can, you know, I can engage with the people from the Forbes list of the different countries, which which are amazing minds and brains. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like a certificate. Like <laughs> it's, it adds credibility. You can say, like in the first place, for somebody who doesn't know you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I mean, it's Forbes, yeah? So, all right. So, <laughs> quite an amazing young lady you are. Quite an amazing and accomplished. We're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, what is you're doing now, and how you're helping clients to win and give us some tips as well. So, we have a lot to catch up on when we get back. So, let's take a break. We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas, innovation and inspiration. They have a variety of high quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings and art exhibitions and Professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilio. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you, and you can be that leader in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, LeaderCast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, LeaderCast Live will allow you to learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lur. For more information on this can't miss event, visit hennikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. 
Welcome back. And we've been talking with Pamela Wagner. She is the lady behind Ajala Digital. And she's, of course, we talked about her accomplishment. It has been many, but one of the ones we've been highlighting is her being on the list of Forbes 30 under 30 for the region of Austria, Germany, and Switzerland. Now we're coming back and we're going through now. Uh, Pamela, you're going to talk us through how did you, you know, get started as an entrepreneur and what it is that you're actually doing now? Yeah, sure. So once I left Google, it was the the first time in my life where I could really decide on what I wanted to do now because there were no course requirements to be met. I didn't have to be somewhere at a certain place and I didn't have to listen to a boss telling me things to do that I eventually didn't want to do or, you know, like didn't really understand the reason why. And so I took that opportunity and I booked flights um, across the Middle East, uh, North and, and Central America. And what some would say is a self-discovery, but for me, it was really the first time I wanted to say, are people going to pay me for my skills actually outside of the corporate environment? And I had done a few gigs before it was like translating or organizing events. So I had a little bit of experience of, okay, this is like the, the world of charging money for your skills. Um, and so I started off with uh, registering on a platform. It's called Upwork.com, as just as a normal freelancer, and applying for projects there. And also, as soon as my own network knew that I was out of Google, it almost seemed like they were waiting for me to get out of Google so that, that I could work with them. It was very, very fascinating. And so that's kind of how the first projects came to be. And about... Three to four months after I left Google, I had made in a month more than I had made in a month at Google. And so I was like, hmm, this is working. So I made it to this amount of money. Now it's just about how to scale it. And and that's really how I got started. Interesting. And how long ago was that? That was by now two years ago, a little bit more than two years ago. And also... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and also um, to answer your question about how I, I got into what, I, what I'm doing today. So, I mean, when I left Google, I gained all this amazing knowledge of like advertising through Google and then using Google Analytics for data analysis and so on. And, and I'd also worked with Facebook ads a bit before. And so I was like, well, let me use that knowledge and actually build on it instead of just throwing it away. And um, with that came also the decision for me to be more of like a boutique style and, and niche agency that is specialized in one or two things instead of being a one-stop shop for everything where I only do each thing like 10%. Okay, so it's about focus for you. And now let's delve into Google advertising in particular. Uh, what are some of the things that we must know? That's what we want to go into. We want to, we want, we want to, ask you to share tips and best practices with us what are some of the things that we must know when we're thinking about google advertising sure so i think first of all it's important to know that anybody can sign up on google and create their own ads but it's not for everybody because in order to get started on google ads and to actually be able to scale your business it is super super important to have clarity on your business like how are you making money are you, if, if you're still, if you're a coach or whatever, and you're at, I don't know, 30 euros an hour, um, and you're spending on Google like a thousand euros um, per month, well, then you need to get that in again in hours. But then 
that business model might not re- might not yet be ready for that kind of advertising. So maybe you should start off on like Instagram first or do influencer marketing or podcasts or other channels. So it's really about getting clarity of where you are in the business and what you need to get to the next level. Um, so some of my clients or some of the, the people that approach me, I, I tend to send them back to, to coaches that help them figure out their pricing. Some of them, I connect them with a business partner who is very good at branding because they just first need to figure out what's their brand message, what they're, what are they actually standing for, and who are they serving. Um, and then I think it's also important to know that Google Ads is something that takes a bit of time to figure out. So I usually start off with my clients on a quarterly collaboration basis. So three months where... We're working closely together on the one hand to figure out, A, is this a a channel that actually is worth for you investing in further? And B, is this something that that actually adds to your your marketing, to your whole marketing, um, a mix? And are we a good fit? Okay, and so once you've um you've been at that stage, so a business okay, first of all, what size businesses do you specialize in and, and industries? So the way I go about choosing my clients is really more about um, a little bit where they are and who they are. So what's important for me is that they themselves are not too stressed out because you sometimes get those clients that like they had bad experiences before and so they tell you what to do or they cannot really manage their boss's stress that's put on them and then they just put it on you even though it doesn't make sense. But because they don't really have time to think about it, that's just who they are or how they work. And so I don't want that. Like, I don't put up with that stress. That's not something that's in my responsibility. Um, then the, the size of my clients, preferably they start off with an ad spend of a minimum of $5,000 per month. Um, I have some that started off with 1000 1500 and then we grew them pretty healthily. Um, in terms of industries... Any business that does good, so I wouldn't work with a tobacco company, with alcohol companies. Um, I have, I work, for example, with a luxury hotel in Austria. I worked with a flower delivery shop in, in Dubai. Um, I have a fitness center in San Diego, a, a cryptocurrency company, just to, to throw that in with the trend here. Um at a makeup company, um, a, a relationship coach, so it's really a good mixture. All right, and at what and at what point do they come to you? So they've had to. Uh, I'm just trying to get clear. They have to have clarity who they are because you also are very clear on who it is that you are uh, targeting as clients. So they must be very clear where they are. And, and pretty much what they want to accomplish. Your goal is therefore to help them accomplish that. Yeah, so there are pretty much two types. The one type is the person that has figured out a, a business model. They're working, they, they, they get, they're getting money in, they're getting revenue in, they're at a solid stage, and they haven't worked with ads yet, but now they're ready to scale. And, and they want to give this a shot and try this out or have already decided that this is a clear part of their marketing funnel. So that's the one. And the second one are companies who have worked with agencies before or with marketing companies before, 
but they are just super unhappy about the results. We're just wasting money um, and just want the reliable partner that, that can really also talk openly and very transparent about this topic and, and, and how to best use it for, for their own business success. And so you talked about um, earlier that uh, ideally, you, you know, you, you, you start your clients off at $5,000 per month and sometimes 1500 and so. But uh, across the board, when you think about um, not necessarily just for you know, your clients, but across the board, what is a, a basic minimum requirement that you would recommend for persons who want to use Google as, as, an, uh, as an option? That's a good question. So it depends a bit on the the cost per click because in Google you usually pay per click. And so sometimes a click could cost only like a couple of cents, like four or five cents. And sometimes a click could cost $20, $25. So in most industries, the click average is around like one, two, three dollars. And so the way one really can calculate this is, okay, so if I get, let's say, 10 clicks a day at a dollar, then I spend about $10 a day in a month. That makes about $300. So for $300, I would get 300 clicks. Now, out of those 300 clicks, how many people do I convert on average? So, for example, for a good um, e-commerce website, one says a 1% to 2% conversion rate is good. So we would say out of those 300 clicks, um, let's say 1% converts, which yes, means we would three, have three, three, yeah. three buyers, yeah, three clients. And so if you're an e-commerce company, for example, and you um, sell jewelry at an average of $20 and you only get three clients, you get 60 bucks, but you spend 300. That's a definite loss. So... If, but if you, spend, if you sell like really high-end jewelry, then that may pay off then it also depends on the type of strategy that you use in terms of uh, in terms of only like search ads or if you use remarketing or video ads so it, the whole mix uh, is super super important and then basically figuring out what's the right mix and then scaling that and your final thoughts on um advertising because you not only do google you do facebook as well right Yes. Right. So your, your final thoughts on advertising online in general as we wrap up. It's going to be a very interesting landscape in the coming months and years, not just because of AI, but also because of data protection laws. Um, I think it's super important for advertisers to, to always keep in mind what's ethical and um, how... Like, what am I willing to do in order to get attention? Because unfortunately, a lot of times we just had a case now with H&M where they, they use the, a black kid with a sweater. And, and I have a feeling that that was on purpose, that they actually wanted to get attention. And I don't think that's an ethical way to get attention. So I really urge advertisers to, to really clearly think about, about that, like that frame, um, and to come up with new creative ways that are positive advertising. It has been an amazing journey um, conversation. We've had amazing almost 30 minutes. And uh, my people foremost, we've been talking with Pamela Wagner and her company is Ajala Digital. And she's left some insights with us. We, we had a, a first half of the conversation. We talked about language and mindset and all of those things. Very important 
you know, um, in our, on our route to success. Pamela, you did mention to me earlier in our pre-interview chat that you have a freebie to give away. So go right ahead and share that with our peak performers. Absolutely. So you are more than welcome to go to www.ajaladigital.com slash apply dash now, which is where you can schedule a free strategy call with me, which takes about 45 minutes. And we will talk strategy on your ads, whether that is something that would be an opportunity for you. And if it's something you're already doing, we'll talk about how we can actually enhance it and create super clear steps with you during that time. Okay. And while you, you share, thank you so much. You share that. And also you can share your other social media platform and other areas that we can get in touch with you. Oh yeah, sure. So the most active one I'm on currently is Instagram where you can actually find me with do a Pam uh, underscore world. So it's, it's just do a and then Pam. So the first part of my name um, underscore world. There's a, a whole other story behind that name, but it's basically about traveling the world. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. And I also saw that you have Pamela Wagno, that uh, dot marketing as well. Yes, yes. So currently, Adala Digital also leads back to Pamela Wagner dot marketing. And because my name is, is in general, in the English speaking world, not that easy to pronounce. It's sometimes easy to just use my, my company homepage name. <laughs> right, right, right. So either one, we, we get in touch with you. Once yeah. again, yeah, once again, I want to thank you so much, Pamela, for being such, um, such lively, you know, uh, guest. You have spoken, uh, shared your insights and shared some tips with us. And it's a pleasure. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. And I wish you every success as you continue on your onward journey. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was so much fun. And I hope that the listeners got a lot of value out of it. They sure will. (laughs) What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review that will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world and I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to Henneka Watkins Porter at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennikawatkinsporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, 
you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Walk good.